kids, and thanks for listening to this super special as we celebrate the arrival of Dune Part 2 this week on Kirby's Kids. And our selection for review is the second installment of the official Frank Herbert's Dune, the graphic novel, book two, Mob Deeb, adapted by Brian Herbert and Kevin J. Anderson, illustrated by Raul Allen and Patricia Martin, with beautiful cover art done by the legendary Bill Sienkiewicz. And wow, this is an absolute gorgeous edition in this three-part series of Frank Herbert's Dune, the graphic novel. In previous episodes here on Kirby's Kids, in anticipation of the first Dune movie, modern one, by Denny Villeneuve, that came out in 2021, we did a whole celebration leading up to that movie's arrival. We reviewed Dune from 1984, the official Marvel Comics adaptation. And in that episode from September of that year, it's from season four, episode six, we delved into that comic book adaptation of the David Lynch movie. And that one was adapted by Ralph Macchio. Art there was also done by Bill Sienkiewicz, a cover by Bill Sienkiewicz. So what's nice about this is the homage here, the the paying tribute that Frank Herbert's Dune, the graphic novel, has done here. And that was a really faithful adaptation, that E4 adaptation of the Lynch film, beat for beat, panel for panel. And I can verify that yet again, having just two weeks ago gone out and seen the restored version of that David Lynch film in movie theaters with Ray and JJ. And we thoroughly enjoyed it for all its campiness and for what it is. It, it truly is its own animal, its own beast. But when we're moving over to Denny News Dune, we had book one come out in November of 2020. And this is a very faithful adaptation of the source material. You have Brian Herbert right in the middle of it. And Frank Herbert's epic science fiction masterpiece, set in the far future, amidst a sprawling feudal and stellar society, tells the story of Paul Atreides as he and his family accept control of the desert planet Arrakis. A stunning blend of adventure and mysticism, environmentalism, and politics. Dune is a powerful, fantastical tale that takes an unprecedented look into our universe and is transformed by the graphic novel format. And that's just the little summary there from that particular book. And that book we reviewed in also in September of 2021, and that is Season 4, Episode 8, if you're interested in going back and revisiting our reviews there all in celebration of Dune. And I'll leave the links to those episodes here in the show notes. So let's get started with it here. Mubdeeb really focuses in, and this is going to be filled with spoilers. So if you're unfamiliar with the Frank Herbert Dune epic novel, I would first suggest stop listening, go read it, come back. Uh, if you haven't taken in part one, of the Denny Villeneuve two-part movie series, I would say the same thing. 
you owe it to yourself to go watch it. It is a masterpiece. And I'm really looking forward to Dune Part 2 here coming out this Friday, March 1st in theaters. Now, Mob Deep, which came out here last year, and that was July. Oh, no, excuse me. It was released in July of 2022. This is the second of three volumes adapting Frank Herbert's Dune. Young Paul Atreides and his mother, Lady Jessica, find themselves stranded in the deep desert of Arrakis, betrayed by one of their own and destroyed by their greatest enemy. Paul and Jessica must find the mysterious Fremen or Parish. Now, this I found as to be an interesting selection to focus in on. And it's a it's a challenging one. The way in which these graphic novels were divided up into a trilogy. This second one really is rooted in the desert, desert culture. And for many who read the book, it can be for some, not for me in particular. I actually found this quite interesting and felt that it delved into a lot of good character reveals and character development. But it can, for some, be a bit of a slog. This in no way, shape, or form is a slog. Brian understands the material intimately, and I am certain that there was a concerted effort by both Brian and Kevin J. Anderson here to make sure that not only do we get the necessary information here and the character reveals, but that we also have some good pacing here to this graphic novel, and they indeed deliver. The strength within this graphic novel is definitely the economy of words. Uh, I mean, when you're talking an epic such as Dune, it would be really tempting to just grab uh, sections of, of that just amazing epic novel and try to shoehorn it into a graphic novel. But actually, that would be the kiss of death. You have to let the art shine. You have to let the visual storytelling really take over. And boy, does it ever take over. It is an amazing job here that not only was I captivated by the cover art, because I'm a big Bill Sienkiewicz fan, but the illustrations by Raul Allen and Patricia Martin are really good. And it is an art style that some folks like, some might not like. It has a a, uh, a more modern feel to it. But at the same time, I think it does not lose its heart um, in the process of folks know what I mean. I, it would be really really easy to be hypercritical saying, okay, look, I fell in love with the Marvel adaptation of the Lynch film, all the penciling work. Is there, there's just no doubt that within this graphic novel, you can see where, Hey, this is electronically driven. This is not your typical penciling and then, you know, transferring over, uh, and then taking an image shot and then making it into a graphic novel. You can tell that this was digital art from the get-go, but it's really good digital art. And I am very pleased with how they use that digital palette to then convey what's going on here in the graphic novel. So we open up with Paul and Lady Jessica 
in the middle of the desert uh, underneath their little tent that they've set up uh, after having freed themselves from their, their copter and they wait out the night and then they go trekking through the desert and they're in their still suits and them encountering the Fremen and understanding exactly what has happened here on Arrakis and the, and the takeover you have, we meet Stilgar in here. We've got the Sudokar happening and the eventual meeting up with our Liet Kynes and him taking them in, leading them into the ecological uh, outpost station. You have Duncan Idaho making his dramatic stand there to buy time so Lady Jessica and Paul can escape. And of course, Dr. Kynes providing them with a, a, a copter uh, for them to, to get out. And they escape and they head in through the storm and the then cut seating back over to Barrett Harkonnen and just the conniving nature of the Baron. It's really, really well portrayed here within the book. Getting into all the intrigue of the houses and the various reveals. The first appearance of Shalub and the thumpers being placed in and Lady Jessica and Paul skillfully stepping their way like a Fremen through the desert as best they can until they finally meet up with Stilgar and are taken in by his tribe. All of this is just beautifully depicted in the pages. I, I can't say enough about the artwork. I, I truly feel this is a great companion piece to anyone who is a fan of the original work, Frank Herbert's Dune, and who wants a faithful portrayal of that story in graphic novel form. With any movie adaptation, whether it's David Lynch or whether it's Denis Villeneuve, you're going to have an adaptation. There has to be some tweaking, some changes that happen in order to make the story work on the big screen, or else you'd be there for a mini-series or, or several-season uh, series epic, which many have suggested, hey, maybe that's the best way to portray a Frank Herbert work, but... That's neither here nor there because we're talking about a movie coming out this week and a fair representation of the original source material in a graphic novel here. So all of that being said, I cannot endorse more highly or enough this Abrams Comic Arts, who is the publisher, book two, Mob Deep of the Dune graphic novel, which came out in July of 2022. And we get into, within this novel, Dr. Kynes and Dr. Kynes being left for dead by the Harkonnens, and just an epic scene of where he is out there and hallucinating, and he's out there without a still suit on, yet he's a Fremen and knows how to survive in the desert, but he also knows that his fate is pretty much sealed since he has no still suit. And he's crawling along the desert, and he is sensing, because he is the ecologist that he is, that there's a spice blow that's about to happen. He, he, the, the spice is heading up in the air. He can sense the gases and everything. And the way in which that spice blow 
is depicted here is epic. It is so cool. I love the immersive nature of these panels and how they captured Arrakis so beautifully here. I, I feel like I am a part of it. And it's highly effective in, in that sense. When we're in daylight, the reds are emphasized, the warmth, the heat of the desert. When we're in the nighttime, it's deep blues. It's the cold of the desert, the evaporation of the heat, the 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 absence of it, those extremes happening. And really well depicted here, excellent color choices. You know exactly what's going on. You feel the chill in the air during the evening, and you feel the oppressive, sweltering heat of the day when we're in those day panels. When we get into the sieges underneath, those are beautiful. This incredible series, this labyrinth of, of caves and living quarters that the Fremens occupy beneath the surface of Arrakis. Just exquisitely done. Absolutely love it. All of the classic scenes are depicted here. Uh, dreaming scenes, visions. I love the strength of Lady Jessica and how she's portrayed here within this graphic novel. It did a great job of transferring that from the book here into the graphic novel. She shows her medal here. We also have in, in the book a... Classic scenes of Paul down uh, with the Fremen and, and doing battle, and the wonderful, wonderful um, way in which the tribe begins to assimilate both Paul and Jessica in the fact that we get immersed into Fremen culture and then Paul and Lady Jessica's prominent roles that they would play within that tribe. It's just outstanding. And that's where we leave this book. At the very end, we have some flashbacks to the Harkonnens, their, their desire to gain additional power. We're introduced to Fade, who we'll see him uh, later in book three. And that is leading up to that eventual conflict between Paul and Fade. And then the eventual injection there of the Emperor into the mix. But really, this is a concentrated dose of Paul, Lady Jessica with a bit of the Harkonnens out there, and the build-up to what will be the final conflict or clash within book three. And the dream sequences are beautifully rendered on the pages. I, I absolutely were captivated by them. I really love the, the artwork there. Uh, and all in all, just a fantastic read. So if you're heading to the theaters this week to go see Dune Part 2, I would highly recommend you go back and read Dune the Graphic Novel Book 1, and now Dune the Graphic Novel Book 2, Mob Deeb. And this will be a good little primer to set yourself up at least for 
the first half of what I'm anticipating the Dune Part 2 movie to be. And then, of course, the Dune Part, the second half of the Dune Part 2 movie will most likely then be the majority of the material out of the third graphic novel, uh, which is due to come out here in, I believe, July of this year. And it's unfortunate that from a delivery perspective, that graphic novel couldn't have made it out prior to the movie coming out. Uh, but currently, it is slated for release date. And this is Dune, the graphic novel, book three. And that one will be entitled The Prophet. And that is due to come out on July 16th of 2024. So you will have hopefully seen the movie. Uh, but then you can take in all three books there in the summer, kind of relive a lot of those iconic scenes and experiences and immerse yourself once again in the world of Frank Herbert's Dune.